Hello and welcome to our very first episode of No Pulse. My name is Carol. And my name is Lucy. And on this episode, we're going to be talking about Ricardo Leva Muñoz Ramirez, or better known as the Night Stalker. So Richard Ramirez, his first name was Ricardo Leva Muñoz Ramirez. He was born on February 29th, 1960 in El Paso, Texas, uh, which makes him a Generation X person. And he's, a, in my opinion, he's probably the worst serial killer that we have because Ese vato no discriminaba. Like, mm -hmm. all his victims were all kinds of shapes and sizes and ages and colors. So, el vato decía, de aquí soy, y se amarraba. Sí, <laughs> like, no importaba si eras joven, if you were old or anything. He was just, like, he saw you. I guess if he liked you, he would go for it. Y como que no, no sé si lo planeaba o era espontáneo, or, or if he would have seen the person maybe once. In all the... Um, I don't know, the articles that I read and shows that I've seen, uh, episodes of TV shows que he visto, none of them say that he would uh, keep a certain profile or that he knew any of his uh, victims. If anything, from like the show on Netflix that, I don't know if you watched. Um, no, no terminé de ver. <laughs> <laughs> when I watched it, they said in many shows that you, you can go through the narrations of serial killers. There's a point where like they get a system of how they do their stuff. But even prior, they kind of starting to build up like how they're gonna kill their victims or what they're gonna do pero como que tienen un plan no tan organizado but mm -hmm. maybe like they have an idea of what they're they're wanting to do well this guy he comes from Mexican parents Mercedes and Julian Ramirez and he had four siblings Robert Ruth Joseph and Ruben all of which were born with defects because Mercedes while she was pregnant she was working in a boot factory where she was exposed to a lot of chemicals. Imagínate, like That's being insane. pregnant and smelling all those fumes. Oh Nowadays, God. they tell you, you can't even like smoke one cigarette or take one beer because that can affect yeah. the whole development of the baby in there. But, so. but these are the 60s people. Well, true. There wasn't a lot of knowledge or you know i guess campaigns or, or tv commercials or, would, or google <laughs> like nowadays they would still allow like uh pregnant women to smoke during this time and it was like it was okay if i'm not mistaken i think there was also like commercials like See. cigarette commercials yes. uh that are very whack you know yeah. like promoting <laughs> cigarettes but that this is otro tema <laughs> los cigarrillos and all of that so yeah el papá de richard he was a former police officer in Juarez, Mexico, and then he immigrated to the U.S. to work in the Santa Fe Railroad. He was a laborer there. So a little bit of Richard's background is it's kind of sad if you see or notice uh, in his childhood, there's a lot of bad things that happened to him. Abuse. Um 
abuse, yes, and, and physical injuries that kind of, we want to think that led him to be a, a serial killer, but that's no excuse. I've known people and I've seen people on TV and, and famous people as well that have had it way worse and they still turn out to be good people. But uh, there's, well, there's a trend in a lot of cases I've seen like this where like serial killers that have had head injuries, like they end up developing that, like a sense for like wanting to put pain through others or something like that so maybe like it might have physically affected the yeah. brain cells or mm -hmm. something in there that messed him up so yeah his uh, father julian was an alcoholic and he was known to always be in in a bad mood especially at home Uh, he would physically abuse all of them, like his wife, his kids, and it was very, very abusive. He would beat the shit out of them, you yeah, know? he was known to have, like, spurs of anger. También. Right? It was back then, no, no había eso que anger management or... Bipolar disorder. Yes. They, they, all of these diseases and, like, mental illnesses and things like that were not as... Um, common. Or common treated. or open within the families like back then si tu tenías un problema en, like a mental health problem or something like that you didn't speak about it mm -hmm. porque not only would people that weren't in your family wish on you but also your family they would single you out y ahí va el loco you know like o sea so no, no, no mucha gente hablaba de los problemas que tenían o como se sentían depresión y que es el otro porque pues you were completely shunned it was a taboo mm -hmm. so his father even though it doesn't really say the article that he might have had like a mental uh, illness or something diagnosed the fact that he was an alcoholic that's already a, a problem that's hard to kick and then his anger management problems you know so all of these don't make a good recipe to <laughs> to be a good father especially after being at work and tired all day raising a child N not one like <laughs> los cinco <laughs> y luego con birth defects también so I can only imagine. So besides the father having these um, issues and abusing his family and everything, to add to that, uh, as a child, Richard suffered several head traumas that affected and, and had a big part in the person he became later on. Yeah. As a two-year-old, a dresser fell on top of him and it created a big wound in his forehead. Uh, so big that he had to have about 30 stitches And when he was, I mean, yeah. That's the same. Like, <laughs> I mean, porque no amarran los Yes. But, you know, again, it's the 60s. Yeah. And back then, parents whooped their babies, you know. And, and I don't think baby-proofing their houses was a main concern, you know. They, baby se pegaba y como dice mi esposo, los golpes de la vida, right? You get up and you keep on going. But then again, like, looking after five kids no like, it must have been a very hectic house aparte que if the mom worked while she was pregnant pues ya cuando they popped out I don't think she stopped working I'm pretty yeah. sure she kept on working you know I mean it's a Hispanic household <laughs> también yeah. y pues you know si era donde trabajaba una boot factory their hours must have been you know crazy and she must have been very tired también so and they're paying the minimum like this household needs as much money as they can like mm -hmm. get their hands on aparte with both parents working five kids all with birth defects I can only imagine what kind of home it must have been how chaotic it must have been there during the day so pobrecito verdad o sea de bebito 
se las dio un poquito negras. <laughs> o sea, y luego, aparte de que, you know, that dresser landed on him as a two-year-old when he was five in, in, a, in a park, in the playground, he uh, was knocked unconscious by a swing. Oh, so, <laughs> yeah, and this one was, I think, a little more severe than the other one, even though he did have 30 stitches. Uh, when he was two, this one triggered epileptic seizures on him. So yeah. this, uh, I think, was a little more severe than the yeah. first injury he had on his head. Because on, on, on the interviews, like, this one is the one that he talks about that make him have, like, after effects, you know, like, that were noticeable. Like, yeah, more and more immediate. Yeah. No, y aparte, pues, volvemos a lo mismo. ¿Quién lo estaba cuidando? O sea, bueno, I mean, then again, he was a five-year-old. A mí también en un columpio me tumbaron cuando estaba chiquillo, me pegaron, no sé, o sea. Sí, dude, it, pero es nada así, Maybe that's a root to all my problems. <laughs> Por eso soy como soy hashtag, I was con el columpio. <laughs> Porque, pues, sí, o sea, no puedes estar... Pues todo te afecta as you're growing up. Like, I used to watch a lot of scary movies, y ahora, like, I can't live without light. <laughs> no, yo, de chiquita, siempre que me caía, me pegaba en la frente. O sea, yo ni metía las manitas. Yo de frente me iba, y pues, como no tengo nada de frente, pues... <laughs> o sea, obvio, era donde primero me pegaba. Sí. Once... All of these injuries affect a child. Y no se ponen a pensar, right? Like, maybe my child, something happened to him. You know, he's he's already getting seizures. Maybe sí. a little bit of help for him. But those papas, um, like, they didn't detect anything wrong with their kid. A, a la mejor también. They didn't have enough time to do it. También eso. You know? Or the money. Yeah. Maybe, you know. I mean, it was it's a big household. <laughs> este, pero sí. The father, like I was telling you, like, He was very abusive to all of the family members. And as uh, Richard grew up, uh, it got to a point that his father's abuse was so much that in order to get away from his father, he started sleeping in a local cemetery. I mean, that to me as a child, that would have been very fucking scary, you know? Aunque sea de día, a cemetery is kind of creepy. Imagínate dormirte en uno. I don't know. I mean, I, I would understand the street, but uh, <laughs> come on, a fucking cemetery. No, fuck that. Like, no me dejaban a mí ni siquiera dormir con mis tías. <laughs> y, you know, I, I never had sleepovers with friends and things like that because you never know. Like, yeah. you never know. No, pues si tu mamá siempre te dice, like, no te vistas de cierta manera. Or, like, mm -hmm. if tienes tíos coming over, like, be careful, lock your door. O lo que sea. Like, just for your own security. Yeah. Ya sabrás afuera de tu casa. <laughs> y como no se daban cuenta like he would escape o sea se salía en las noches o sea no sé they, they not do a roll call or something but then again like come on if your dad is always pissed off like is he actually gonna look after you well true you know eso sí, eso sí. like if he's too busy drinking is he gonna make sure you're in the house probably not <laughs> I mean, aparte de que estaba tomando el papá and he would beat them up and he was tired from work, he would probably, if, if he was abusing them as much, he would probably also end up tired from beating them, you know, so. Yeah. 
I mean, come on, probably, and muchas veces pasa esto in like minorities or like houses with low incomes where even your sisters, your brothers and sisters, they just want to get out too. So, uno se casa yeah. nomás para irse. O or, se escapan con el novio. Exactly. <laughs> or, you know, let's not be that negative también, you know, like sometimes <laughs> they want to finish school real fast and buy a house, get a car, get out of there, have a successful career. Join the army. Yes, that too. O sea, they want to have an out one way or the other yeah. and um pues you know eventually that leads to families being separated yeah um permanently even at times but yeah due to his father beating him up was that's why richard started going to the cemetery speaking of the cemetery it is said that his dad actually punished them in a cemetery um they say that his dad would tie him up to a cross in the graveyard and leave him overnight and as a form of punishment así amarrado sí y no lo desamarraba nadie pues i mean ni que un muertito te fuera <laughs> oh my god <laughs> And did his dad ever, like, go back to him and untie him? I mean, like, how would he get out of that? I'm not sure. They didn't, they didn't specify, but I'm guessing eventually, like, he would learn how to untie himself or his dad, maybe in the morning or something, but... Poor dude. I mean, not poor dude, because, I mean, he was kind of crazy, <laughs> but... I mean, either way, as a child, que te esté amarrando tu papá, I mean, in a cemetery, overnight, no. besides, or after a beating, maybe, even, you pues know. Sí. Pobre vato. Ay, pobrecito. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I say pobrecito because I can't imagine, you know. Sí. My parents. My parents. No, like, no. I mean, a mí me pegaban con la varita y cuando me lo merecía, ¿verdad? Con el cinturón. <laughs> con el cinto a veces, sí. No, era más la varita, pero... O sea, de eso a, a que te amarren en el cementerio, your own parents or your own father, first of all. My my father hardly ever hit me. The only time he, he did hit me with a with a, a belt wasn't even my fault. It was a misunderstanding there, but he was, I could see every time he would like try to hit me, he would like push me away with his, he would go like this. Como he would hit, swing the <laughs> the belt, but at the same time push me with the other hand so that he, the belt it wouldn't hit that me. Bad. So <laughs> the belt wouldn't hit me. Yeah. And the one that would hit us, uh, or like nos corregía era mi mom. Pero era porque no lo merecíamos, right? Like, she wouldn't beat us up tampoco, o sea... Pues sí, es que hay different forms of teaching, mm -hmm. ¿verdad? Porque también lo puedes hacer con your little puppy or something, right? Pero, like, no vas a ir a amarrar un kid a una cross como si fuera Jesus. Eso ya es abuse. I mean, una cosa es corregir a tus hijos y otra cosa es abusarlos y dejarles un pinche trauma, o sea, sí. no mames. <laughs> yeah, so... Like, I'm not surprised in how things develop with him, like, knowing this. Yeah, you know? like, now, after reading and, and listening to these articles and the show y todo, yeah. I now feel like, not okay. that I don't, not that I understand why he killed people, but I understand how fucked up he was in his head. Pobre vato. I don't know, maybe, because... A lot of people and a lot of the articles that I read said that he was very charismatic and very yeah. nice and this and that. And some of the people pues, that were close to him would say, que era muy lindo, entonces. Yeah. Pues his wife. 
you know, if he would have had a little bit of help or if somebody would have detected and tried to help him with maybe therapy or, you know, or taking care of him or treating him nicely, maybe, I'm not going to say it would have been like fully uh, reverted all the, the damage mentally and physically that, that yeah. he had, but mm-hmm. maybe he, it would have been different for him, yeah. you know? But then again, like, I researched, and there is this uh, psychiatrist that they were like, it's good he, like what we're saying, he was more of a mate psychopath. He wasn't, like, I was born with something wrong in my brain. Yeah. No, he was made. But it was, it can be argued with that brain injury. Yeah, that too. I mean... Things carried on like that until he was a teenager. And once he was a teenager, uh, he started hanging out with his cousin, an older cousin he had. Uh, his name's Miguel. He was a decorated Green Beret who had recently returned from fighting in Vietnam. Well, he had a lot of trauma himself, you know, post-traumatic uh, from the war, everything he saw. On top of that, he also had issues. Yeah, he was uh, himself a, a serial killer. You but know, I heard that like actually his parents signed him up for the war. You know, like they signed him up because he was a minor and he went as part of the army because he was already like showing troublemaking mm-hmm. uh, characteristics. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. so no matter to straighten him, him out, but I didn't. I wonder why people would do that or i don't know if that still happens where they send their kids to military school to get them disciplined and a bunch of things like that but sometimes instead of helping or or they learn things that you know if they don't get fixed those things that they learn are not gonna help Mm -hmm. you know so maybe this was the case for for megan you know yeah so Miguel would hang out with Richard and he would show him and tell him about people he had, or not people, right, but women and girls he had uh, raped and tortured and mutilated in Vietnam. Like even um, decapitated, no? Yes. Uh, I saw in one of the articles that he had decapitated several women and whenever he would talk to Richard and, and show him and tell him about these crazy ass stories, you know, like where he murdered and like to detail uh, to Richard, he he had several pictures actually, but one of the pictures he had was he was posing with the head of, of the woman he had decapitated. I read so. an article where they said that he was, like, really proud of what he did, you know, like Miguel. Uh-huh. So that's why he would show it to Richard. But uh, he was very proud because what he would do to the women, right, or his victims, um, when you cut up a part of the human body, they else, of the people that he would torture, the Vietnamese, uh-huh. it's, like, already with that, they can't go to heaven. That's oh, my goodness. Your... ¿Cómo se dice? Like, como que le estás quitando parte de su alma o algo así. No, como que estás como violando their code into getting to heaven or something. Like your body is your... Your temple. Yeah. Wow. I didn't know that if they were mutilated. What if it was an accident? If but in an accident they lost a leg, can they not go to heaven? Like, like supposedly in their belief, like that's what it says. Wow. Your body is your temple. Like you gotta take care of it. Wow, I had no knowledge of this. (laughs) I mean, if he knew this was part of their culture and the guy was going around killing and raping women, torturing them and then like dismembering them, doing that, but posing with the head of the women. And then he would be sharing all these details with with Richard. And he's a kid. He's a kid. Yeah, he's a teenager. He's still a child. He's still growing physically. And his brain is still not fully, like, 
you know, not an adult. He's not developed. So he's very impressionable. Mm -hmm. And aparte de todo su upbringing that he had as a child, you know, todo lo que lo maltrató su papá. And the things he saw probably when he was beating his mother and his siblings. Mm -hmm. Aparte que venga todavía su cousin and, and pretty much double tap on that same thing. You yeah, know? <laughs> like, like he's, he's already a troubled kid. Y luego viene una bad influence. And it's like, come on, carry him out to become even worse. <laughs> I know. Aparte de que he would show him all these, you know, gory things and, and his killings that he had done in, in Vietnam they would smoke marijuana they would you know be drinking all the time I'm not even sure if, if Miguel had a job or not I, I don't know where he lived to be honest I didn't I didn't check that out I didn't I don't think so I mean maybe you would get a check you know he was in the military you never know but I mean Richard was kind of like that too you know kind of the vaguito see pues, uh, up until this time he was still He was still in school, so... I know I saw one of the um, articles and w once he was in jail, once Richard was in jail, and he mentions that when his cousin Miguel would show him all those pictures, instead of feeling, like, appalled by it or, or feeling a little scared, he would actually get aroused. Like, yeah. this vato would get his kick out of yeah. all these things, you know? So that's when he started um, developing. Deve see, developing, getting a fixation over, like, sexuality and, and gory murders. things and murder. And, you know, como que le atraía eso. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, once he was fixated on that, anything else que, que vaya a pasar, I mean, but, he, but he, I mean, it wouldn't get him up, pretty much. No, but see, but it's also, I think it's not only that, but, like, he was present for one of them, you know, like, When Miguel kills his wife, it's done, like, right in front of him. Like, there's blood that splatters on him. Yeah. Well, that's what I heard. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if... No, no, más ya, ya fueron stories. Like, he he witnessed a murder yeah. by, by his own cousin. Entonces, that... I've heard that even after, like, Miguel murders his wife, like, he has to go with his dad. And he has to clean the place. Richard? Yeah. Why didn't Miguel do it? Like, he's the one that killed with, his wife. Me, Miguel was in court, you know. He was holed up by the oh, police. Oh, well, true. So, like, <laughs> they have to clean up the crime scene. And Richard and his dad do it. So, he has no, to go no, to the just... same place and, like, see the aftermaths or whatever. So, that's that's insane. And she was shot in the face. So, yes. imagínate, brain matter, skull, teeth, o sea, por todos lados. Yeah, por si ya le había caído a él. Yeah, but besides landing on him. Yeah. Everywhere he had to clean chinga. No, pues, I mean, <laughs> that was like the cherry on top, uh, you yeah. know. <laughs> Pero, I know soon after... Uh, Miguel shot his wife and all of this happened. Uh, Richard had moved in with his sister Ruth and her husband Roberto. And which Roberto is, I mean, otra fichita el vato. <laughs> Poor Richard. He was going from one bad situation into another, into another, you know. I he, mean, he learned more at home. <laughs> yeah, pretty much, you know. I mean, bad stuff. <laughs> Not that they, I, I really don't know what kind of, you know, education. textbooks or educations were back then in the 60s. But when it comes to the bad stuff, home was, you know, 
his main source of, of learning bad things. So, Roberto was a, a perverted dude. Like, the vato was a peeping Tom. He would always leave at night. Y se iba como con las vecinas y cuanto. No sé su wife, if she ever noticed. Or if she did it, why she never addressed it, you know? Like, yeah. hey, vato, like, hell no. <laughs> what are you doing, <laughs> you know? <laughs> but then again, this is the 60s. También otra Hispanic family. And, like, back then, like, my, my great-grandma, I'm pretty sure she, she would stay with the guy that would cheat on her. You know, like... Bueno, eso sí. They have, like... Like another sense of yeah marriage back then was like yeah, te casaste con él and you know you stick to it you yeah. if it's broken fix it don't buy another one is you your know, fault no es la culpa de él. Sí, no es la culpa de él. it's like you're the one that let go or you're the one that are not making things interesting and the vato's gonna go find it somewhere else you know yeah. <laughs> so, but yeah and all of this is yeah we're in the 70s so sad yeah, Richard's like, uh, like 16, 15, somewhere around that, no? No, you could have más chiquito. Maybe like 12 or 13. Really? Cuando, sí, probably. Pues, like, pues, I mean, estaba más pequeño. Eres de los, sí, 14, ah, yo creo. Okay. Uh, because yeah, once it was 1974, um, Richard started taking LSD and you know more drugs. Aparte de la marihuana y todo eso, he was like tripping hardcore. He, he like climbed up the ladder in the drug system. <laughs> he went headed into that dive, you know. Mm -hmm. Entonces, that's when he started also developing an interest in, in Satanism and everything that had to do with the occult, you know. Uh, but but uh, he would. Entonces, it was it was like a little bit of everything, like. He developed the peeping tom syndrome, también, verdad? Sí. Which is seen in his murders, también. Yeah. Pues, at one point, he, <laughs> yeah. he was a cop, night, the night stalker. At one point, he was also called the the screen killer or something like that. Yes, I think that's the valley something. The valley intruder, the walking killer. <laughs> o sea, everything can be traced back to his childhood, one way or another. You know, all of. The things he did as an adult like, pues can sí. be definitely traced back. Los aprendió. Mm -hmm. So, um, como te decía, like, once he was with uh, Robert and his sister, and, pues, he got deeper into drugs. No nomás hacía marihuana. Like, he was drinking more alcohol. He started doing LSD. So, tripping hardcore, vato. O sea, it was, like, full-on 70s, you know? Yeah, he was doing drugs. Y luego, late at night, the... Like, the little side job of going to peep at the neighbors. Yes. <laughs> Como, that would keep him, like, going. Yeah. Like, that would be feeding all his crazy motherfucking, you know, thoughts and all of these things. Yeah, once his uh, cousin, Mike, was declared not guilty, by the way, mm -hmm. uh, for the murder. Uh, because reason of insanity. No, but they say that the court felt bad because he was a military guy. Like, the court was like, no, but it was like, this happened because... It was probably because you went to the army. Se so, como lo, tom lo tomaron como si fuera PTSD o algo así. Yeah. Mm. Se sintieron mal and they kind of like went leaner on him, you know? Imagínate. Y lo dejaron salir. I know that um, he did spend four years uh, in a state mental hospital yeah. here in Texas. I mean, I don't know the conditions mental hospitals were back then, but if anything American Horror Story has taught me is that... Shit can that. get crazy. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Season two, right? <laughs> no sé qué season era. Sí, sí, season, season two. two. <laughs> ah, it was my favorite. <laughs> 
Yeah, so, I mean, mental hospitals. Uh, they were they were intense. Mm-hmm. That should be one of our other episodes. <laughs> Stay tuned, guys. <laughs> este, no, pero si once he got out of the mental hospital. I mean, imagínate, ya estaba el primo así como que bien cachuqueado de la cabeza. With his PTSD, uh, <laughs> you know, from the regular war. And then his crazy ass, you know, crimes he committed over there in Vietnam. Yeah. And then he comes home and he's sharing with his cousin all these crazy ass things he did so one feeding off of each other then he goes to the mental hospital which like we say we don't know what kind of treatments there were back then like like, what if he was actually with like really really crazy people yeah so maybe it was just instead of helping it it made it worse you know because once he got out he reached out uh, to Richard and they reconnected again and still doing drugs uh, drinking aparte de que Richard and Robert would go you know looking for women looking at their windows you know mirándolas at night he joined them so now it was the three of them so now it was the three of them at night oh my god imagínate Fuck no. See, this is why in my window I, I put aluminum. Uh, I can't sleep with lights. You never know who's going to be staring in like crazy motherfuckers out there. Hell no. <laughs> so, yeah, that's um, a big no from me. <laughs> so, while uh, Richard was still a teenager, everything that was feeding into his, I don't know, like his mind, like... Who he was becoming as a teenager, everything led back to sexual violence. Very gory sexual violence. He started combining. Like a little bit of everything, mm-hmm. right? Like, like bondage, like forced bondage, murder, well, mutilation. And I kind of, it's not surprising because as a a military like they show you how to do knots and all that stuff no kind of like the marines probably that's another thing that his cousin taught him I know that uh, in one of the articles decía que su cousin empezó a enseñar tactics of how to defend himself Mm -hmm. how to murder or kill with stealth how to Uh, subdue people yeah so imagine crazy motherfucker that knows how to kill you with stealth (laughs) so (laughs) where's that name video game dude no, imagínate con esos video games que, you know, virtual reality thing, you know. I know Hell right? no. <laughs> Richard, I can't. level 100 and stuff. <laughs> nope. <laughs> so, when he was uh, 16, he, uh, Richard, uh, he got a job at a, a local Holiday Inn. And it's it's been reported uh, in, in the articles and things that I, yeah. you know, I was reading that he would start stealing things from the guests there. He would yeah. grab the keys, get into the rooms, and I guess it would give him a thrill, like, está robando cosas, But you it's know? not, it kind of is not surprising porque, well, he's kind of like a minor todavía, mm-hmm. and he has, like, this major drug usage. So, how is he really going to pay for all that? Aparte, like, I mean, you're not going to get paid a lot in a hotel. Yeah. How much were drugs back then? Like, were they as expensive as they are now? I mean, not that I would know, right? Yeah. <laughs> I know from, like, these movies, Narcos and all of this, I'm pretty sure they're expensive. Pero, how 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 much were they back then? Then I'm not sure. I shouldn't look. <laughs> Wait, let me check. <laughs> 
See, no. So while he was in the hotel, he decided to get a key. He went into a room of a couple and he decided to attack the woman when she was coming out of the shower. Like he immediately started to attack her and attempted to rape her. No. At this time, like her husband, se había salido a agarrar algo, and he came back in when this whole thing was going on. So he beat the shit out of Richard. Like he beat him unconscious. But well, he okay. didn't learn. Oh well, for sure he didn't learn. <laughs> También eh, había unofficial reports de que he had molested children yeah. in the elevator. That. You know, he would like fondle them and. Things like that. But, like, the people that knew him, they never thought it was true. Yeah, the, it just went all, like, unreported or prosecuted, you know? It, no. No está en su record, del vato. But I heard that something was on his record. I think it might have been, like, that he would go and rob stuff and commit burglaries. But, I mean, I don't know if it started in the hotel when he started mm -hmm. stealing things or where it might have started. But for sure, where it's reported that he had already, like, made a record of himself stealing things yeah. was at the, at the hotel. But, I mean, he was a troubled child, you know? Yeah, that's true. Maybe it would... You also get him a little bit of kicks, you know, like stealing things and yeah. nobody notices. So let me do something else, you know. So maybe that's why he decided to attack this woman. I know that the couple that, you know, he attacked the wife, they were not from Texas. So when it came to him getting, you know, charges against him and everything, it did not go forward because they decided not to come back to Texas and testify against him. So... That was never, um, he was never charged with the attempted rape or the assault, you know. Damn. He was never, um, you know, charged with that. So, like, he kind of, like, got away with it, like, <laughs> his cousin, right? Sí, pues sí, ya van dos por dos. O sea, su primo uno, like, like well, no, actually, two for his cousins, because all of the ones he did in Vietnam, and then with his wife, and yeah, now right? him. Getting away with it. No, pues yes. con la suerte de los que no se So when he was in ninth grade, he dropped out of high school. So he was barely starting high school. Yeah. He was like, uh, I'm not made for this. He was so troubled that he couldn't even go through it, maybe. Yeah. Or, you know, I don't, like I said, I don't know how school was back then. But then again, like, back then, I think, because I, I watched the series and was... The officers that were in charge of his case, it wasn't something that a lot of people would do, like go to college and stuff, like in Hispanic communities. Oh, so, that's true. even right now, like there's a lot of dropouts. Like, once you go into college, I guess it's gay, you don't even finish. Like, you're like, you know what? <laughs> I'm not done yet, you <laughs> know? So, it's like, it's just something that it's not, like, uncommon or unheard of, you know? Yeah. Well, eso sí. A lot of people back then, they finished uh, hasta la primaria. Sí. And then that's it, you know? Because the jobs back then, at least for women, it was, basta la primaria para que aprendas a leer solamente. Mm -hmm. And then that's it. You, you go and you grow up and you become a housewife. And for men, it was like, it wasn't all this technology that you had to learn and... You know, con que supieras leer escribir estaba bien. Mm. And you didn't have to do all the whole college thing unless you were like, a, you know, really shooting for the stars. Yeah. So I guess it's, it was normal for the, for, for him to drop no, out at that age. No, but like, 
maybe his cousin could have done it because he was in the military. Mm-hmm. But college was expensive. It still is. It's even more expensive now. So, <laughs> no, that's true. His first arrest was in 1977. It was, it was for possession of marijuana. Tan huerco así y ya. That was his first arrest. Then... In 1982, that's when he decided to move to California permanently. He was um, 22 at that time. And there he committed more burglaries. You know, siguió robando el vato. He had already smoked marijuana. Ya había hecho LSD. And now he developed a cocaine addiction. Mm -hmm. So on top of that, aparte de que tenía todas estas adicciones, pues, I mean, I guess drugs weren't cheap back then. He decided to keep on stealing and, you know, petty thefts and things like that. He had to find a way to sustain his way of life, you know, like, it's an addiction. Yeah. He also started burglarizing not only small places, like houses or little stores, but uh, he went into auto theft. And he was arrested for that uh, twice, actually, in 1981 and in 1984. I didn't know that. Yes. And this was around the same time where he started letting go of his hygiene completely. Like, a lot of... You're going to see that in the crimes he commits in the future, a lot of his victims complain about his odor. Y esto because... He started neglecting his hygiene and that kind of... I mean, si de por si uno a levantarse huele como a rayos, ¿verdad? Si, si no te dañas, si mm. no te lavas los dientes, you stink, you know? Yeah. So if this vato stopped maybe showering, brushing his teeth, taking care of himself, oh, you know, and then he would do drugs. I so. mean, if you smell, like, people that don't do that... You can smell them for from a while. Mm-hmm. So if he's doing all of these things and he's not healthy on the inside and he's not clean on the outside, imagínate que olía. I know he developed halitosis, you know, and I mean, that could be a, a condition that can be taken care of if you have good hygiene, if you take care of yourself. Uh, Wait, what's eating. halitosis? Um, it's when your breath smells really bad, like not not regular bath, uh, bad breath. Like it's it's like it's something decaying? something more serious. Like como que te sale por dentro, de adentro el olor así bien, oh, bien fuertecito, yes. <laughs> so even if you like brush your teeth once you have halitosis, I'm pretty sure you need to do a changes in your diet. Uh, maybe go to the doctor because it could also mean uh, some disease or illness on the inside. Like was like your, your breath? It comes. Like, ya por si sale de lo que tú comes, right? Mm-hmm. Like, it reflects what you have already eaten, so... Yo sé que eh, no tanto la gente más joven, pero la gente mayor, mm-hmm. ya, ya once they're older, and if they're sick, no sé, de esos riñones, o el hígado, or something like that, even if they do brush your teeth or their dentures, you know, in that in that case, they do have a certain odor in, in their mouth. But And it's not that they're being, you know, Nasty. dirty or, or que no se estén cuidando. It's just that once they're sick of something internally, mm-hmm. that comes out through your mouth, you know. Like, no, a veces the odor is very strong and you no can, you controlar. can, uh-huh. So, and this vato was way too young to be having those issues, but I mean. How old was he with um, he was 20-something. He was probably 24. Sí. 
sí, maybe 24, 22, 23, 24, esos años, o sea, el vato estaba muy joven sí, para pues. tener este tipo de problemas, para empezar, oh, you know, but I really don't know where he was staying at this time. Pues it's not specified. Yeah, so I don't know if he had a good place where he could shower, uh, where he could even brush his teeth, you know. I mean, like, maybe he was just too focused on maintaining his addiction scare. True. Yeah, I mean, if you have an addiction de esa magnitud, I mean, I'm pretty sure you're not going to be focusing on, hmm, what am I going to, you know? And I mean, you grew up, like, staying in the freaking cemetery, which... <laughs> I mean, you're going to be there one day. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Pobrecito. Así como, que ternurita. Ay, ¿cuál? <laughs> I know. Bueno, then after this, yeah, he's already in California. But a killing spring began, right? Porque, pues, he kind of went crazy killing everywhere. <laughs> Pero where it's noted recently, actually, it was like in 2013, that it was noted that his actually first talked about case is not in June. It was in April 10 of 1984, where he commits his first killing. Pero it's this nine-year-old little girl. Her name is May Mayla Leung. Yeah. Sorry if I'm butchering. That's <laughs> name. She's what, like Asian? Yeah, mm -hmm. she was Asian. They say that she was uh playing with her little brother with some coins or something. And uh she gets like a little bit away from him, her little brother. Uh-huh. And he gets a hold of her. He, he takes her to the basement of the build, building. He lasts a rape. He lasts a kill. I know, I know that not only did he kill her, but I know that the police officers that found the body, this niñita, they say that she was hanging from a pipe. And to quote the, the officer, he stated that if you can picture Christ on the cross, that's the way she looked. Her hair, her head was drooped down to her chin and it was a very sad uh, sight to see. She kind of got to me. I, I saw that quote um, on Reddit, actually. And uh, for some officers that are used to seeing, you know, homicides and things like that, ya cuando les pega un caso es because they must have seen shit, you know? Yeah. But I was this nine-year-old girl, but mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure, like, anybody that's a, a father or, you know, like, it's gonna get to you porque you're expecting, like, I don't know, maybe a 20-year-old, maybe a 50-year-old. I don't know. Pero a tiny little kid... No. Well, I mean, one shouldn't be expecting to, to see a dead body, you know, to begin with. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, once you see a dead body and then it's a young boy or girl, whatever it might have been, you know, in this case, a little girl. Y luego que la haya matado in such a brutal way. I mean, he, he did rape her. He strangled her. He beat her up. And But then again, think about it like that's the way his dad would punish him. Mm-hmm. Probably. He like, was probably, like, reflecting everything, but with minus the, probably the raping. I mean, I, I didn't see anywhere that... He was raped. Yeah, that he was raped, you know, but, but I the beating up and all of that, it was there. And he had so much anger inside of him that not only did he beat her up very, very, you know, violently. savagely, you know, yeah. bien, bien violento, he stabbed her with a switchblade. That's how she actually uh, died. died 
from from the stabbing, not the beating up, not the rape, not the strangulation. So it's just torture yeah. for a long time. Mm-hmm. Pobrecita, o sea. And, and since he had reported that he started developing this fascination with Satanism and all of this, this being his first murder was described as a ritual style slain. So, yeah. I mean, it wasn't a trademark of his and all of his victims, but you will see that in the later uh, killings that he committed, most of them had a, you know, a certain sign of, of Satanism, you know, but yeah. not that it was a ritual, but como que he kind of made it seem that it was, you know? Yeah. But then again, like, they had, like, different ways of finding it was him, you know, precisely in this one. The only way they found out that he was the actual killer of this little girl was because of a handkerchief. Like, there was DNA found in the hang- handkerchief, and they were only able to find this out until 2013, because back then they didn't have the technology to figured us out, you know. Oh, 2009. It was 2009, yes. Pues, I mean, imagínate si tuvieran todo el DNA and the technology that we have nowadays if they had it back then. O sea, cuántas gentes no hubieran descubierto, like in the 60s? I wouldn't say that the 60s, at least for the U.S., was that whole decade was one of the worst. Porque I know in 1969, el mentado summer of love, that's when there was more, like, killings uh, from not only this guy, que, you know, he had killings, but for other serial killers. That, you even know. before, Tantito, before that, like, Ted Bundy, and there was, like, other serial killers that it was very hard to figure them out porque you don't have any technology that can actually help you except for, like, fingerprinting, which is, you don't really need It's really hard to <laughs> to hit a fingerprint. Yeah. You know, that, or, or a confession, you know, but who's gonna give you <laughs> yeah. a straight-out confession like that? I know that this first killing even though nobody found out until 2009 about this killing the first killing that was tied to him was actually in june 28 1984 mm-hmm. and her name was jenny vinkow or vinko I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing that correctly. (laughs) She was uh, sexually assaulted. She was stabbed and murdered in her own home. But she was 79. You know, like, there's a big difference. Oh, yeah, that's like 70 years older than, you know, (laughs) his first, yes, victim. So he uh, slashed her throat so deeply that she was nearly decapitated. Again, like... His cousin had murdered his victims, you know, and things like that. So in every, not every single one of them, but most of his victims, you see something that can be traced back to his childhood. Like, que dijimos hace rato de de lo del Satanism, de lo de las drogas, de el robo. Yes, like como lo amarró su papá, así es como también él amarró la niña, o sea. So everything that he's been doing, I don't know if, in, if within the spur of the moment where he's killing someone, he's like, oh, I'm going to, you do know, this. this reminds me of this. I'm going to do it. You know, like you're going to get it back or something. Yeah. You know, I don't know what might have gone through his head, but you can see it throughout all his killings. Like something you see a is, little piece mm-hmm. of his childhood. Yeah, it's reflected in, in, in all his. And they're very violent. Yes, uh, like I said, I mean, he from, and I'm a big fan of like true crime and serial killers and, and you know, knowing the victim's story and, you know, the background for all these serial killers. Yeah. Most of them, 
Um, have a pattern, a tie. They see they have a pattern, and this guy he has no pattern. He has no no type of victim. He's all over the place, and, and that's what made him the most dangerous. Yes, the most savage, the worst one in my in my opinion. He's the worst one. Yeah. Why? Because he uh, killed little boys, little girls. He raped boys, little girls. I don't. I don't. I didn't hear of him raping adult men, but he no. did kill them. Uh, women, uh, viejitas, you know, like, his victims were all over. Well, except that, like, I'm guessing he was very, I mean, he's Hispanic, so he must have been like, I'm a macho, I'm only gonna rape <laughs> women. Well, you know? true. I got but then again, once you cross the line, it's Wouldn't like, chinga, one more, one more butthole, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I where's the limit? Pero <laughs> sí. No, so with with uh, this second victim, you know, which uh, everybody back then thought it was his first victim, uh, Miss uh, Vincro, um, he had actually initially just gone in there to burglarize, but I don't know if she maybe discovered him or or if he noticed she was awake or maybe he thought nobody was in there and once he realized she was, you know, in there, he, he decided to kill her. So to be honest, this vato's just crazy. <laughs> and no sé, maybe had she not been... In there, he would have just gone in to steal something, you know, maybe mm -hmm. turn the place upside down and then just That's leave. It. Yeah. But le tocó la mala suerte and uh, la señora and she she got sexually assaulted también. O sea, no discriminaba. Like, he did not <laughs> discriminate. I mean, he raped and killed. Didn't matter who. But the reason why it was so hard to pinpoint it was him was because of the way he randomized sort of like all of his killings like after this in february 1985 porque nothing is reported anymore from 1984 it was until later on that in the february of 1985 that like two incidents of little girls well not two i'm pretty sure there was more but especially like two incidents of two little girls were reported right mm -hmm. and it's like this six-year-old and she was taken from a bus stop near her school in a laundry bag and she was molested and then dumped and some uh, like some area nearby there and then after did that did he kill her no well it's not mentioned if he really killed her or not and I'm, i'm assuming he might have but uh, two weeks later he goes and he takes another little girl but uh, this time it's from her own bedroom you know de su casa see de su casa no manches the, the little nine-year-old she's in her bedroom she gets raped and then he goes and dumps her in elysium park Which is nearby her house. Was she alive? They don't specify in these two cases if they were dead or alive. Whereas later on, there's another victim and she's actually left alive. Oh my goodness. So, I mean, we pretty much, you could get anything. <laughs> It's like a, como se les dice los jack in a box. Yeah. Like, it, it'll spring up on you and you don't know what it is. Or, como dicen los box of chocolates, you're not going to know <laughs> what you're going to get out of it. Like, he will either kill you or not. He yeah. will rape you or not. Mm -hmm. <laughs> he will beat you up or not. He can he steal was, from you or not. I mean, you never know. He's a jack of all trades and, like, yeah. <laughs> this sort of stuff. <laughs> and maybe también eso tiene que ver con, I mean, his mental state. Like, if he's not constant in something y no está you know he uh, for sure he didn't have organized things in his head 
Porque none of his victims or, or crimes were organized. He sometimes didn't bring things to kill. Like, encontraba ahí un martillo, encontraba ahí unas tijeras, el, la cuerda de, de un mean, electrical thing, you know, and he would use that. Like, he, yeah, I mean, pero he was a very interesting killer. Like, he... He was known to, like, if he got hungry, he would feel so comfortable in his own killings, like, in the places <laughs> that he would go and munch of an apple. Or maybe he was... Make a sandwich Could he have been maybe high while he was doing them and he got the munchies, like, right after? Like... I don't know, but, like, that's insane to feel that comfortable in somebody else's house, you know, like... After killing them. Yeah. <laughs> no, I know. No, no, no. I mean, I don't even feel comfortable going into someone's, like, house and drinking a glass of water. Like, <laughs> no, no, I'm fine. No, I'm not thirsty. Yeah, my mouth is foaming. I'm like this. <laughs> I'm not thirsty. I'm good. <laughs> don't you worry. <laughs> Lips cracking and shit. <laughs> no, no, este vato, I'll kill you, I'll rape you, and I'll eat your sandwich. <laughs> so this is episode one of season one, which is all about Richard, because it, it is a lot of things that we need to cover for Richard Ramirez, the Night Stalker. Stay tuned for uh, part two of the Night Stalker. Thank you for listening. See you all next time. Bye.